All rise. All rise. The Honorable Chief Justice and, and Associate, Associate Justices, Justices of the Supreme Court. Court of the State of North Carolina. Yes, oh yes, oh yes. The Supreme Court of North All Carolina. All of has our citizens across the state depend upon us to uphold and protect both the spirit and the letter of the law, and to always apply the law fairly and impartially to every litigant who comes before this court. God save the state and this honorable court. Hello and welcome to All Things Judicial, a podcast of the North Carolina Judicial Branch. I'm Chris Mears with the Judicial Branch Communications Office. Today I'm in Kinston, North Carolina, attending the 8th Judicial District Family Accountability and Recovery Court graduation ceremony, where five individuals have completed the Recovery Court program and are being honored at today's luncheon. In this episode, we'll listen in as one of the graduates gives a moving testimony of her life's journey, and we'll hear from several of the stakeholders and staff that have supported today's graduates through their recovery process. But first, we will hear from Chief District Court Judge Beth Heath, who was instrumental in bringing the Family Accountability and Recovery Court to the 8th Judicial District and remains the force behind its continued success. Stay with us as we recognize National Drug Court Month and keep all things judicial. My name is Beth Heath and I'm the Chief District Court Judge in the 8th Judicial District, that's Wayne, Lenore, and Greene Counties. Can you describe what we did here today? So today was a unique combination of things. Uh, First, we were celebrating um, graduations from our participants from our drug court. We were also doing that in uh, conjunction with it being um, National Drug Court Awareness Month. So we wanted to recognize all that together today. We're very excited to have you here today to be part of this event as we come together as a whole community to support our Family Accountability and Recovery Court and our participants and our graduates, as well as our future um, projects with um, our Adult Accountability and Recovery Court. So we're here today to enjoy lunch and learn a little bit more about drug courts across the nation. And we're doing that here in uh, the month of May, which is National Drug Court Awareness Month. Can you tell me what FARC means and also describe it? So FARC stands for Family Accountability and Recovery Court. What that is is a drug court that uh, the referrals come out of abuse, neglect, and dependency uh, court or investigations from the Department of Social Services. So parents who have lost or are at risk of losing their children because of substance use issues are referred to Family Accountability and Recovery Court. Can you describe the the scope of the recovery courts here? So the courts in the 8th Judicial District right now, the operating court that we have is the Family Accountability and Recovery Court. We are in the midst of implementing an adult uh, accountability and recovery court. The adult accountability and recovery court would involve referrals that come out of the criminal justice system for individuals that have been charged with crimes, either related to or are specifically are drug-related um, offenses. 
we, in our Family Accountability and Recovery Court, we have two tracks that are um, available to participants. The first track is a track that involves when a petition has been filed by the Department of Social Services and most likely a parent has lost their children to foster care or to out of home some other kind of out of home placement. And the second track is that petition hadn't been filed yet but their parents are having issues and in both tracks that would be related to substance use and it's impacting their ability to be a parent. So when they come into our court, the um, important things that they have to do, number one, are they have to get regular treatment. They have to get engaged and they have to attend and they have to participate in the treatment that's recommended. And then the second thing is that they have to be regularly drug tested. And that's going to be at least a couple of times a week and it's random so they call in every morning to a telephone number and it says this is a test day or this is not a test day and they have to get to a test sometime that day and we provide and make sure they have many opportunities to get the test in different places so that they can't have that being a barrier either so and then the third thing would be that they have to attend court regularly and we meet with them every two weeks they come to court and during those court sessions we review their progress their maybe setbacks even and we look at why those things happen we reward compliance and things that have gone well with incentives and then if things have not gone well there have been setbacks then we would look into what we call sanctions which is not traditional in like the sense of jail necessarily but like why they did what they did or why they used and and or what were the circumstances and try to do something like maybe write a letter or write an essay or do watch a video different things that we have sometimes I when when folks are really have not really gotten engaged I'll have them write what we call a, is a goodbye letter and so I tell them you know I want you to sit sit down I want you to think about if you had to tell your children goodbye and you were not going to be able to see them anymore what would you say to them because you're going down a path where that could happen so I want you to think what you would say to your kids if you had to tell them goodbye. Can you um, describe some of your community partners or stakeholders? Community partners are so important for the success of a drug court program. Drug courts do not work without community partners. We have spent a lot of time developing those relationships and trying to figure out who we can get to the table and who we need at the table. We need to be able to offer participants in drug court the opportunity to address any barriers they might have in, to, in order to have a successful recovery path. Drug treatment courts have the unique opportunity to create a partnership between the justice system and the treatment community. And I, I want to say that again because that is something that is so important for the public to understand. It is a very unique, unusual partnership that is between the justice system and the treatment community. And those two things are what um, make these programs work. We heard from one of the graduates of the program today, Abby. Um, her comments were, were very moving. 
Can you describe what it was like to work with her through this process? Her story is why we keep doing it. Sometimes you may have 25 people that don't even get engaged, but if you have one person that turns their life around like she has, it makes it worth it. When, when she came into my court, I was so very concerned for her life. She was very sick, and she... Um, but there was just a day that she came in, and it was like the second or third time she'd been there, and that was the day. And you never know when it's, that day is going to be. And I was like, are you ready? And she was like, yeah. And so we dropped everything we were doing and made every opportunity to get her straight over to detox and then along the path to where we are today with her. Um, but in the early days, I was so scared that she was not going to make it. So it's very emotional for me today for her because we have been down the path that we have been. And to see her where she is now and doing so well, she is a different person. And it's just, it is indescribable. Really, it is. And we have Elizabeth Abigail Alley. There have been people along the way that I have in court that I have, have thought I would never see again when they walked out the door because they're so sick. And you're just like, am I going to see them in the paper or the TV or something like that and not ever see them again? This lady was so sick when I first met her that I was scared to death that every time she turned around and walked out the back door that, that, that I would never see her again. And here she is. Thank you all for joining us to celebrate all of whom are graduating from Family Accountability and Recovery Court program today. To redeem ourselves from our past mistakes, we all poured our hearts and souls into this program to get to this point by continuing, continually showing up for ourselves. Not everyone gets a second chance, or if you're like me, a third chance to make things right. For 15 years, I struggled with emotional despair re resulting in addiction to drugs. I doubted my abilities to be a, be a successful woman and a single mother. I couldn't bear to live with my emotional pain, so I used drugs in order to cope. In the past, I had been able to get to a point where I could get clean and accomplish things like getting my GED and doing a year of college. But after getting knocked down again and again, I eventually gave up. This is, this is when my downward, downward spiral started back in 2016. I dropped out of college and I chose to wallow in my own self-pity, thinking my life was, wasn't going to go anywhere and that I wasn't smart enough or good enough to be successful. I had been going down this fast downward spiral for five years when I found myself in front of Judge Beth Heath discussing my judicial case with my lawyer, Jim Perry. 
Jumbo had mentioned the dr that drug court would likely be the recommended action from the judge in my case and would I be willing to agree to drug court. In the past, I always steered away from, from help that came from anyone in an authoritative position. A lot of good that did me, huh? This time, some, something in me decided to take the advice and get, and get help that was being offered to me. I had been uncooperative in the FARC program for two months by not passing any of my drug tests. Judge, Judge Heath saw, just, saw not just the broken woman that I had become, but the woman that loved her children and valued her life and was crying out for dear help. I mentioned to Bridget Rhodes that I needed to go to rehab. From there, Jim Perry found me the perfect rehab in Moorhead called the Miriam. I spent six short months with Tammy Thomas, the founder of the Miriam. Miss Tammy and I didn't always see eye to eye, but she was always there for me and helped me to flourish. She was loving, kind, and protective, and that was just what I needed to be loved and protected. After graduating from the Miriam, I went to the House of Hope where I spent four months working on a sturdy foundation for my life in recovery. While living at the House of Hope, I was given a job by Ms. Paige Munoz as a housekeeper at the Mother Earth Motor Lodge. A month of housekeeping went by when a front desk position became available. I quickly took the opportunity and asked Ms. Stephanie Orman for an interview for the front desk associate position. Thankfully, Stephanie saw something in me just like Judge Heath and gave me a chance at the position. Since hiring me as a as front desk associate, Stephanie Orman has been my mentor at work as well as in life. I go to her for counsel in all my affairs. I have been at Mother Earth Motor Lodge for seven months now. I'd like to take a moment and thank everyone that has made today possible. Judge Beth Heath, Katie Stroud, Bridget Rhodes, Jennifer Eichhorn, Audra Haddad, Jim Perry, Tammy Thomas, Bailey Steps, Stephanie, and Paige. Thank you. Okay, if you could state your name and your title and the organization that you're with. I'm Jennifer Eichhorn. I am the Family Accountability and Recovery Court Case Coordinator for the 8th District. Can you describe what you do as a case coordinator? Um, I am the person that helps connect all of our participants to resources. I am checking up on them multiple times a week to make sure they are doing what they need to and if there's anything I can do to help them through their recovery. What's the biggest challenge to your work as a case coordinator? Um, biggest challenge is just making sure I'm providing enough support and helping people in the early stages of recovery that sometimes aren't 100% ready and helping mentor them to get them to the point they're ready and getting them all the treatment resources they need. What's the best part of your job as a case coordinator? Best part of my job is seeing families reunited. 
So when you see somebody go through the program like they did today um, and graduate from the program, how do you feel about that? What, what kind of emotions come up? Um, extreme happiness, um, crying. <laughs> I cried a couple times today. Um, and just seeing how much happier they are. It just brings me a lot of joy and peace knowing that they've moved on so far in their life and going on to better things. My name is Carisha Holly. I am the Certified Peer Support Specialist with Kinston Community Behavioral Health and Family Accountability Recovery Court District 8. And what do you do in that position? As a peer support specialist, I'm someone that has been in a lived recovery, also helping with those that are in drug court with their recovery, such as making sure they're getting their treatment, making sure that I'm doing peer groups with them, if they need transportation, if they need to go to detox, rehab, or just helping them with their goals and plans for their future. What are some of the most challenging things about your job? The most challenging things when they are at the pre-contemplation stage and they want to remain there and they're not um, willing to move forward or they are they feel like they're out of options and they're giving up and it's hard to help someone that has given up. That's the hardest part or seeing someone that has been doing, being very successful and they wind up falling backwards. So seeing the graduates today um, in this ceremony, how did that make you feel? I had tears of joy. The emotions that I felt on today, I could not hardly explain because it's very hard work getting to this place. And I'm so ecstatic and excited about them being to this place in their lives. My name is Yolanda Woodhouse, and I'm a court management specialist with the North Carolina Administrative Office of the Courts. What brings you to, um, to the ceremony today? Well, I came to the ceremony, of course, to support Judge Heath and to see one of her graduations. Um, I feel like when people are able to graduate from recovery courts, it's a very important milestone, and it's important for people to show up to support them. What is your role in recovery courts? Well, my role in recovery courts as the court management specialist is to provide technical assistance and training to our judicial staff as well as our coordinators who serve our local courts out in the community. So I bring training to them. I provide the latest up-to-date um, documentation as far as like best practices, um, evidence-based treatment, um, provide information about new grants that are available to them, and just try to provide overall support with whatever they need. As you might imagine, uh, it's really been awesome to watch folks go through this process and to get well and to become the very best versions of themselves that they can be. And, um, you know, everybody doesn't make it. We just happen to be in a really good situation right now with our participants. They're all doing so well, and I'm so proud of all of them for that. Um, and what we want to do is to continue to be able to expand and reach out so that those folks that aren't 
quite making it and aren't getting there that we can provide what we need for them to get them on board too. Hearing these stories and each one of these people that we've recognized would sit down and tell you stories about the things they've been through. I'm so proud of, of, of you guys, all of our graduates, all of our participants. I'm so proud of this community that has united in this project. Um, and as Audra and some others mentioned earlier, um, particular folks that are here in this room, this program does not work without the community. It is absolutely crucial. Remember what I said in the beginning, it's the combination of the court system and treatment, but it's also the community. I appreciate you uh, joining us today and continuing to join us as we celebrate National Drug Court Month all month long, and take care. You've been listening to All Things Judicial, a podcast from the North Carolina Judicial Branch. You can find out more about the Judicial Branch by visiting nccourts.gov. If you like our podcast, please share it with a friend and give it a five-star rating and review. Your help is essential to sharing the important work of the Judicial Branch. I'm Chris Mears with the Judicial Branch Communications Office, and I'm reminding you to keep all things judicial. Thanks for listening.